so I want to thank everyone for joining us today, uh, Christmas week, actually, at the end of the week. This is Robert Craig. I'm the Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin, and I'm joined by Kevin Kane, the Organizing Director for Citizen Action of Wisconsin, and we are releasing the 10th Annual Wisconsin Health Insurance Cost Ranking Report. Uh, it's hard to believe that we have been doing this cost ranking report uh, for 10 years. And it has improved every year as we've gotten access to new data sets and figure out other things we could do with the report. Uh, but when it began 10 years ago, it was the first report that really started to dig into regional health care costs in Wisconsin and the differences in costs between cities. And it's got substantial media attention every year because we didn't have such a measure before and because it really focuses people in when they see uh, that one city in the state pays substantially more than another and trying to figure out why health care costs and health insurance costs are so high because it's a, a huge public and public policy concern. And so just to briefly review uh, the data we are looking at, and the full report is on the website. It's a slider at the top of the website, citizenactionwi.org. And uh, if you see a different slider up there, there are little arrows. You can click until you get to the um, to our 10th annual uh, Wisconsin Health Insurance Cost Ranking Report. And so I'm going to review what's in the report, some of the data in it, and then Kevin Kane, our organizing director, is going to dig a little deeper into some of the uh, small group and individual market data that, that he compiled for the report. So this report started 10 years ago by looking just at large group insurance, that is insurance purchased uh, by large and medium-sized employers. Uh, because of the Affordable Care Act, we've been able to add both small group that is uh, bought by small employers, small businesses and nonprofits, and also uh, individual market insurance bought by, by individual consumers on their own. Uh, this year, we uh, actually uh, changed the, the way we measure costs. We've been doing for the first nine years just premiums. But it's become very clear that uh, insurance companies are restraining premium growth by, uh, by raising deductibles. And deductibles are felt cons by consumers just as strongly as premiums. So the numbers this year are premiums and deductibles together and therefore capture if, uh, if an insurance company or insurers in an area keep kept premiums lower but put a lot more into deductibles. Uh, we also, this year, uh, were able to do a composite rating uh, where we looked at all types of insurance together and came up with a uniform ranking. In previous years, we've done the three types of insurance, different rankings. We have those broken out as well, so you can see both types. But there's also a composite ranking. Uh, we have a quality ranking. We only have those numbers for large group insurance. Uh, but that's very important because we have to look at the relationship between quality and cost on insurance. And in addition, because we've been doing this report for 10 years and have data back 16 years, uh, we also are able to look at historic inflation rates and get a much better perspective on, uh, on insurance inflation over time, hyperinflation over time, which gives us a broader perspective than simply blaming the Affordable Care Act or crediting it one way or the other in terms of cost. So with that, uh, let me tell you the key findings. Uh, we found that in this report, as we have in past reports, that healthcare hyperinflation is a long-term trend, that in Wisconsin we've had a 216% increase since the year 2000. That's more than tripling. Uh, but it, there's a huge range. It's a 365% increase in Green Bay, so that's a four-times increase, and 107% in Madison, which is still quite high, but obviously not as high as, uh, as Green Bay. Uh, so it's all high. We also continue to find 
that southeastern and central Wisconsin are the highest cost areas. So the central Wisconsin, the Wausau, Stevens Point, Marshfield, um, and Wisconsin Rapids area, and then, of course, southeast Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Kenosha, Racine. And at the lowest area is Madison, and that's for, that's for composite as well. So it's not only large group market. Uh, and there are huge regional disparities. Uh, that there's a 30% spread in terms of the composite rating. That's for all types of insurance between the highest cost, Milwaukee, in this year's rating is number one overall in the composite rating of all types of insurance, and Madison, which amounts to $2,221.48 a year, 48 cents a year. So that is a huge uh, penalty, essentially, one pays for living in either the individual or an employer pays for living in Milwaukee instead of Madison and obviously has economic consequences and consequences for people having access to health care. Um, we also find that there are disparities within regions which are differences between types of insurance. That is, you would think, as if insurers say, that all of the um, cost of insurance and simply passing along underlying medical costs charged by hospitals, doctors, other providers, uh, that the types of insurance would be similar, but we saw a lot of variations where some cities were high in two of the types of insurance and low in the third type, um, and, and in, in all sorts of different combinations. So that suggests that distortions in the insurance market are also very important here. Uh, so we want to take that into account here. It's not only underlying medical costs, though certainly that's the largest factor and the largest cost in insurance. Um, we found that individual market costs, that is insurance people buy on their own, increased very substantially this year. That's when you do premium deductibles together. It's a 28% increase over 2015. So that is a major public policy concern. We also saw a striking volatility in the individual market. That is to say, between regions, we had cities like Racine and Milwaukee that had 69% and 60% increases, respectively. So those are huge increases in the cost of individual insurance, while we saw a decline of 8% in Madison and in Janesville, Beloit. So this 79% spread on inflation rates, individual market, shows a huge amount of volatility in that market, which I think is something we, that policymakers should very much pay attention to. Um, there's also price volatility in the small group market, but not as extreme. You had 10% increases in Stevens Point, Wisconsin Rapids, and Marshfield, but a 12% decrease um, in other parts of the state. I'm sorry, it was a 10% increase in Green Bay and Fox Valley and a 12% decrease in Stevens Point, Wisconsin Rapids, and Marshfield. And as I say, all of these charts, there are 11 charts, are in the um, uh, in the report. I know I'm going through some of this fairly quickly. So let me just say quickly, before I turn it over to Kevin, uh, some of the findings. We found that Milwaukee is the most expensive overall for all types of insurance. Uh, Racine and Wausau also very high. But in large group insurance, Eau Claire is the top with the Wisconsin area next to the Twin Cities second and Superior third. In the small group market, Milwaukee's number one, Racine Kenosha second, Jamesville Beloit third. Jamesville Beloit is low in others, so that's one of those distortions or discrepancies in the market I was telling you about earlier. Uh, in the individual market, Wausau, Stevens Point, Wisconsin Rapids, Marshfield are the top, and there is a huge difference between them and Madison. So literally an over $4,000 difference in the individual market between a Wausau and a Madison, uh, the highest difference we saw. Um, I told you about historic inflation rates already. There's a chart, chart five, on that, back to 2000. 
Um, I also told you a little bit about small group market, there being a big spread between how much inflation is in a Green Bay plus 10 percent and a Wisconsin Rapids Marshfield minus 12 percent, uh, so deflation in some areas. Um, and then the huge spread on the individual market I told you about in terms of one-year inflation rate. And the cost gap is 30 percent for all insurance together between the highest cost area, Milwaukee, the lowest cost, Madison. Um, it's a little lower spread in the large group market, 24% spread between Eau Claire, the most expensive, and Madison, the cheapest. In terms of quality, uh, the charts 10 and 11 talk about quality. Uh, there's a five-star rating system, and we go a fairly large spread in terms of both health plans and their quality ratings, and uh, also um, how that breaks out by region, so chart 10 and chart 11. Um, understand that quality measures things such as um, are preventive screenings being done? Um, when people get a diagnosis, are they getting the appropriate treatment? Are they getting disease management? Uh, what is consumer responsiveness like? And so, in fact, uh, quality can often reduce cost. That's a really important thing to understand in healthcare. And so, there is no relationship which backs that up between cost and quality. Some of the highest cost plans are low quality, and some of the lowest cost plans are much higher quality. And that's the same in terms of average quality in a region. Now, I'm just going to run through a couple policy implications. We can dig into that more in the Q&A. Uh, but first of all, we just think this report really shows the need to focus um, on health care costs, that we're in a situation where the Affordable Care Act has been upheld uh, twice by the Supreme Court. There are some states that are building on it, and there are states like Wisconsin where literally health care costs and developing our health care system and improving it are not even on the table. And so we really need to think there needs to be a focus. There are a number of different policies that we've identified in previous reports that could help lower costs. That includes taking the money for Badger Care, uh, robust rate review of insurance rates, making sure they're justified like utility rates are justified, um, and other things such as transparency and uh, regulation of prescription drug costs and uh, working on surprise medical bills are all examples, and also regulating substandard health plans. Those are all policy options uh, available in Madison if we can get a focus on it in Madison. Uh, there's also evidence in this report, as there has been before, that the presence of a large number of public employees in Madison who are in a competitive bidding system, which is the current state employee plan, is reducing costs um, by, through competition. And this is a real lesson as far as developing and building upon the Affordable Care Act, because starting in 2017, the state could move in this direction, could build a unified federal marketplace in Wisconsin that had a lot more different insurance, insurance uh, uh, consumers in it, both who have employers and those who buy directly, and could have a more competitive bidding process. And so... That's something that the state should be looking at this year going into 2016 because we have that option in 2017. I mentioned before that there's clearly some disconnection between underlying medical costs and insurance prices, and so insurance regulation matters as well. Uh, finally, we, t I talk, we talk at the end of the report about cost shifting. The evidence does not support the idea that costs are based on, are simply shifted from Medicaid or Medicare rates being too low, something that the provider community sometimes says. And also, as I said, that there is no direct link between cost and quality, which means, in fact, that uh, in fact, if, if anything, there's a relationship between lower cost and higher quality, which means healthcare reform not, no need not take needed medical services away from people. In fact, they can create a better medical system, but we need to actually move in that direction. 
So that is the overview. When we get to Q&A, we can talk about particular cities and how they fared. Uh, but I want to turn it over to Kevin Kane, our, our organizing director, who is our expert in small group and individual market insurance and dug into all the numbers that we present in this report in those two sectors. And, of course, that contributed to the composite numbers as well. Uh, so Kevin is actually out in Eau Claire, but uh, he's joining us by phone. So, Kevin, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Robert, and thanks, everyone, for being here. Can everyone hear me? I think they're on mute, Kevin, so I can hear you. Go right ahead. Right. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, so we wanted to make sure that, uh, as we have in, re in, in reports in the past, that we actually combined uh, analysis of not just the large group market, but also the other markets where individuals get health care. Obviously, not everyone is going to go to healthcare.gov as an individual to purchase health insurance, and the state in many ways treats these different markets as different um, uh, it's basically different markets completely and, and how they're regulated and, and uh, how they provide insurance and who is involved in them. Uh, and so we want to include not just small groups, not just large groups, not just individuals, but we have, as Robert said, a composite in here where we actually look holistically at the average individual uh, in a given market, what is the likelihood, that, you know, what, what kind of cost are they expected to see, be it for individual, small group, or large group, just, just generally. And that's the composite that we use to, to kind of have as a ranking in here to see which area is the most expensive. Um, part of the reason that we decided to include all of them in the past is because uh, while there is a lot of similarity between the different uh, 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 markets, there are some variations. There are some things where uh, Wausau, the greater Wausau area, for example, is a little bit less expensive for small group premiums, but is a little higher when it comes to large groups. And so there are various public policy things that would make these two markets act very differently. And it's a question of moving forward is do we treat large group businesses and small group businesses as a similar marketplace and, and make sure that small groups are not left on their own uh, to kind of fend for themselves against, you know, larger insurance companies? Or do we make sure that we collectively bring everyone to the table, uh, integrate them into the healthcare.gov system uh, so there's much more choice and much more bargaining power? Uh, there are things that the state of Wisconsin has done right now, such as making it so small group definition of employers are actually up to 50 employees as opposed to 100 in other states. Or whether it's allowing uh, the sale of these substandard lemon plans that keep people out of healthcare.gov and in these kind of more junk policies. And so between all these, there uh, are a number of things the state can do now and in the future to actively combat this. And the main thing that we want to take away is healthcare is not just about premiums. It's about out-of-pocket costs, too. It's about everything the consumer and the employer end up paying for health care. There's a lot that they can do right now to, to address that. But even more importantly is planning for actively taking on, head-on, the high cost of health insurance. Um, this report has been coming out for the last decade now, and we've continued to point to how expensive Wisconsin's health insurance is, not just in large groups, but all across the board. And this really uh, requires the state of Wisconsin to play an active role whether it's through you know, using the, the powers of rate review or to make sure that our markets are not uh, bifurcated and separated from each other. We've, we're showing that um, out-of-pocket costs are becoming a major new concern for consumers and employers, and this is something that actively requires us to step in and, and play a role. So our research on here will show by uh, metro area what the, the cost of large, small, and individual insurance is, 
as well as how they, they vary by region. It's, it can be quite substantial by the market. But I am not going to read all the, the 20 metro areas right now. I can, however, read the ones that people I would like to hear. But um, uh, I'll point it back to Robert. But the main thing is we've been pointing out how expensive health insurance is across the state for years. We've been showing how expensive it is versus other states, especially Minnesota. Uh, and this just continues that trend, if not even more so. Let me just have you, Kevin, elaborate on one thing, because one new thing in this report we talked about was volatility on the small group market, where you have some areas having a decrease, a deflation, and others having as high as a 69% increase. And so I want you to talk a little bit, just very briefly, this is about small numbers. That is, if you're trying to guess for a very small population what the, the medical costs are going to be for a year, then you can be very much off, and then you have to make large adjustments. But if everyone was in the same pool, as is one option we have starting in 2017, you wouldn't have this level of volatility. I want to make sure you, you – yeah, I always want you to say a few words about that. I mean, we are seeing, you know, areas where the health insurance is gone up either a lot or a little. And um, insurance companies are often in multiple media, multiple uh, uh, markets for, for selling insurance. But what really matters is not necessarily the number of insurers in the state. It matters that the, the regional uh, relationships between insurance companies and hospitals and other providers. And so, you know, by treating these, these markets as different, large group, small group, individual, it fractures consumers' power to be able to leverage better rates from insurance companies and medical providers. If we treat, um, you know, the, the Harley-Davidson of, uh, as separate as, as, you know, a smaller business, a mom-and-pop shop, then we're missing out on the opportunity to bring all of us together to actually leverage better rates. And so, you know, we are seeing uh, places that have gone up quite a bit and places that have gone down, uh, not even gone down slightly. Um, and so you wouldn't necessarily see that higher level of volatility uh, as insurance companies either come or go or propose new new rates, uh, if consumers had substantially more bargaining power, if we brought all of them together to be able to uh, uh, leverage these better rates. We've seen it with Madison, with the public employee plan. Uh, we believe that we can see that across the state if we integrated not just public employees, but small businesses, individuals, and large groups together to leverage better rates uh, for everyone. You'd be able to negotiate far better uh, premiums, deductibles, and, and I finally go after the underlying medical costs that our insurance companies seem unable to truly address on their own. So let me just close before I open up to questions. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, there's a temptation to see this report as a weather report, like here's what's happening. It, you know, there, is high, there are high costs in Milwaukee. It's fair in Madison. Uh, when, in fact, I think we need to bear in mind that the healthcare system we have is a human creation and state government federal government all play a major role in it. Uh, and so this is something that a system we make together. And so we can either make it a public policy focus to get a higher value system with higher quality and lower cost, or we cannot and suffer the consequences. And as a nonpartisan organization, we're open to all solutions that are actually evidence-based and actually would reduce cost and increase quality. We don't think a solution that shifts costs, that, say, lowers premiums or keeps premiums low and raises deductibles and co-pays is really a cost-saving. It's simply moving the money around that, in fact, uh, in many cases makes it much harder on consumers, not easier on consumers. Uh, but with that, our main concern right now is 
not that our ideas, and we put a, a number forward, uh, and some legislators uh, uh, have as well, um, are not on the table. It's that this isn't a major issue in Madison, and that with all of the discussion of major public policy issues in Madison, health care costs, one of the biggest issues in the state, something that has a huge impact on people's freedom to get access to health care and on our economy. Uh, both for an individual level and a level of, of small and, and medium and large businesses isn't even being discussed. And so we hope this report is a wake-up call to policymakers to start focusing on what the state of Wisconsin can do to deal with health care dis- cost disparities between different regions of the state and the fact that we are mo- one of the most expensive states in the country when it comes to health care by a number of measures. And those measures are also in the report as well. Uh, so with that, I want to open up to questions both broadly and about individual areas of the state. It is star six to unmute yourself. So let me open up to questions from the media. Uh, hi, this is Rex Davenport, Kenosha News. Oh. I was wondering, um, so insurance companies are licensed by the state of Wisconsin, but they can pick and choose which markets they operate in. Is that a normal situation in every state of the nation? or do uh, other states insist that you operate on a statewide basis? That is a great question. Um, I don't know of any states that say you have to operate statewide, but, Kevin, do you know of anything like that, or is it generally the norm? That's a really good question. Um, We didn't get into too much of this in the report, but there are states that uh, require insurance companies to kind of have uniform costs across the regions that they operate. And so, you know, you can have multiple, multiple uh, counties uh, within a specific region or rating area, as they call it, and they would make sure that, you know, if you're a company that sells in Kenosha and a company that sells in, in say, Walworth and you're in the same region, uh, you you couldn't charge different prices for the same individual. Um, and so states like Wisconsin, we have a lot, a lot of, of rating areas, 16, in fact, We've broken the state. We've broken the state up into more subregions than WEDAC does. Uh, yet other states have many, many fewer. Um, they, you know, they want to make sure that if you treat a 40-year-old female in one city, you treat them equally in another one. Uh, and so this is something that Wisconsin's a little bit worse than other states. Um, and and you know, you might see a little bit less of these treating people differently across the county borders. Uh, I'm not as familiar with requirements that insurance companies have to sell across states, you know, across the entire state. Uh, but do, some states have been actively trying to pay attention to where insurers sell and how they treat the consumers within sub-areas of the state. And our state seems to have uh, tried to make it as easy for insurance companies as possible, uh, to the detriment of, of us, we believe. So, in other words, what Kevin's saying is that no, we don't know of a requirement to sell in all areas. We know of requirements not to charge different rates uh, between different areas. And so a Kenosha is substantially more expensive than Jamesville Beloit, which is nearby, obviously, is, is easy driving distance. So some states might not allow that. I think that's, that's well, what it's Kevin's not, saying. Well, it's not just a question of, of the rates. It's a question of accessibility, too. When you yeah. had uh, Anthem just choose to not sell ACA policies, you know? and uh, so it seems to me there's more than just rates. It's like uh, that they can just refuse to take the risk. Yes. Now, if we end up combining insurance pools, that's another reason for that. A company would be giving up a lot more business, and so there would probably be greater incentive not to leave a market if it was all one market, or if we had rather than cut up the way it is. But, yeah, you make a very good point. Um, 
and, and that's a growing problem that's going to require a public policy response uh, if it continues. So I agree with you. Uh, okay, thank other you. Thank you. Other questions uh, from anyone in the media, Rex, or anyone else on the call? Well, I have a question. Um, it seems that you're talking about something like Maryland's all-payer rate setting. This is Pete Weinshank calling from the Record Review newspaper. Uh, if, if the entire state uh, negotiated rates with insurance companies, are you, uh, things would be more equal. Do you think they'd be more competitive, too? And that is even even more of a fundamental intervention. And, and you're right, Maryland is one of the models that's put up there where Kevin and I were at a national conference of experts uh, in November. and But that's literally requiring um, – uh, uniform price between hospitals and uh, and, and providers, uh, which is even more fundamental than saying, for example, that an insurance company can't charge a different rate because the insurance rate is separate from the medical lot that costs literally the uh, that are that are the unit price uh, that you get from providers. Uh, but that is an option a lot of people are looking at in states that are trying to build on the Affordable Care Act. Maryland's the only one right now, but uh, that or other kind of models are in discussion in a lot of other states, and that is one way to get at uh, the question of medical prices, which are all over the map. Uh, we know there's very good research that you can char be charged a factor of five times more, even ten times more for the same procedure in one hospital than another in the same city, and then the, the other hospital may have the higher price for something else. So there's very little relationship between the unit price and the actual cost of medical care, and that's what Maryland's trying to get after. Kevin, did you want to talk about that at all? And that, that would be – that is something the state could look at, certainly. Kevin? And whether it's that or whether it's states like California that have played an active role in trying to, to accept, you know, bargain insurance rates better for the general public, what, what is clear from this report is doing nothing is not an option. The state has to take action on any of these uh, proposed actions uh, because doing nothing, as we've seen for the last decade, has continued to lead us to the – direction where we are with expensive health insurance, not just for individuals, but for everybody. And so we need to propose a variety of solutions uh, that the state needs to actively consider because they're not actively considering them now. Hey, yeah, this is right. more Associated Press. Hello. Hey, Greg. Hey, yeah, so when you say the state should take action, who are you talking about specifically? Are you talking about an agency or are you talking about lawmakers? That's a great question, Greg. So it depends on the policy. So in some cases, the administration or, it, or executive departments may have uh, essentially the authority right now to do more. And in some cases, it would require uh, legislative action. So if you take, for example, health insurance rate review, uh, where you literally have a process like you have for utilities right now to make sure the rate, the rate, big rate increases are actually justified. Um, that we think the state, the insurance commissioner's office, could do a lot more with current law, uh, as some states have done, and could really try to call into question large rate increases, have public processes and hearings. Uh, so that's all possible, but you could do even more if you had uh, legislation, such as Senator Larson and Reserve Colsey have proposed to have a comprehensive uh, rate review uh, program here in Wisconsin. So it's a little bit of both depending upon the issue. Uh, the, 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 the issue Kevin brought up, which is having a lot of different rating areas so that you can have a bigger differentiation in prices, uh, that seems to have been done by administrative action by the insurance commissioner's office on their own. 
Uh, so that's something that does not require uh, state uh, action by the legislature. Um, if you're talking about taking the uh, money for Badger Care, the Medicaid money that was left on the table, that's got to be done by the legislature. Uh, Kevin, do you want to? Do you have any other examples potentially? Yeah, for example, the state of the, the insurance commissioner was the one who decided uh, what large and small group market, what the threshold was. I mean, the state could have made it so if I'm a, if I own a small business of 51 employees, I am right now barred from being able to use the shop marketplace at healthcare.gov because the deficit, the, the cutoff is 50. Uh, that would have been up to 100 automatically. States now have the opportunity to choose. Uh, the, the insurance commissioner decided that instead of allowing someone with, say, 51 employees to be able to use it, uh, you know, he wouldn't be able to. That can be done administratively, but a lot of what Robert and I have been proposing is, would have to be done uh, through the legislature. And I would tend to say, Greg, that the big things that would actually move the needle that would change this report uh, would require legislative action, that there are things that the uh, administration could do on its own for the insurance commissioner's office uh, to help mitigate some of this. But on the whole, the comprehensive reforms uh, that would do something to close the gap between Wisconsin and Minnesota, which is 47 percent difference in insurance costs on the individual market, uh, would require right. actual legislation. Uh, give me three big things. So three big things that uh, and I mentioned in the report, and there's a link to another report we did earlier a couple months ago, which goes even more detail. But uh, we know, based on national research, that you lower uh, private insurance premiums by up to 10% by taking the Medicaid expansion money, the money for Badger Care. Uh, second, uh, robust rate review. Uh, justify, insurance companies have to justify their rates, and they're made public and transparent, so you know exactly what the basis for them are. And in fact, if, even if they're justified, it tells you what providers are doing, hospitals and the like. In Minnesota, they've gotten up to 37% discounts on original premium submissions by insurance companies. Wisconsin has gotten no discounts because we have found no rate increases excessive. So those two uh, would do a great deal. Uh, the third I would throw in there, I'll let Ken, maybe Kevin has more, but let me say prescription drugs. There's a real evidence uh, mounting that uh, because prescription drug companies, uh, because that political muscle were left out both of Medicare reform, that is Medicare can't bargain over costs, and left out of the Affordable Care Act, uh, that they're raising uh, costs very substantially above any reasonable profit level. Uh, some states like Massachusetts are exploring uh, policies where they make the, the, the prices transparent, make, make, uh, make pharmaceutical companies justify them, and cap costs even on very high-value prescription drugs that, that, such as, such as that, that keep people on their disease regimens. For example, taking something like inhalers for asthmatics or insulin for diabetics and not allowing them to charge uh, more than a reasonable amount for those because literally when people can't afford them, they end up in the emergency room and end up admitted to the hospital. So those are three I would offer. Kevin, do you want to throw in any? No, I think those are great. So we have some more. We have about 10 overall, both in this report and, and in hyperlink to another report that has more. But those ones, all three of those would, would move the needle substantially on health care costs. And all health insurance require legislative action. Uh, yes, except that the uh, insurance commissioner's office could certainly do a lot more rate scrutiny of insurance rates without legislative authority and chooses not to. That's the one they could do the most with. Um, they could probably do a little on prescription drugs, but uh, uh, to do them fully, to do them in a robust fashion would require uh, legislative action. 
Let's say that again. It, the justification of rates could come from the insurance. Uh, the, excuse me. The we think the, the insurance commissioner's office uh, does get money from the federal government to review high rate increases and does have the authority to have public hearings, does have the authority to hold up rate increases if they're not justified. The problem is, is that the current insurance commissioner appointed by the governor uh, has not found any rate uh, submission excessive uh, since they started doing it in 2011, and that includes rate increases of in the 30 to 40 percent realm. So if they took a different attitude and actually tried to hold insur insurance companies accountable, publicly revealed rates that they thought were excessive, uh, negotiate with them. They could, they, could do, they could do a lot more rate scrutiny, even if you didn't pass the Larson-Kolsky uh, rate review bill. Uh, but the Kolsky and Larson bill goes even further uh, and would probably reduce costs even more. So that's the one where there's administrative authority not being used right now. In fact, the opposite's being done. It seems the current insurance commissioner's office believes that it should not regulate insurance rates, that that is somehow harmful. So thanks, those are, those are, those are very helpful questions. Um, other questions uh, from reporters on the call? And again, the SysNationWI.org uh, or SysNation Wisconsin, in front of her website in the slider section is the full report with all the charts and further analysis. So yeah. star six to unmute. Uh, uh, maybe another question? Sure, go right ahead. Uh, Pete Weinstein calling. Um, I live in Central Wisconsin. I'm paying those exorbitantly high health insurance rates. I uh, just signed up for healthcare.gov. This year we had more insurance companies than we did last year submitting uh, uh, in the marketplace. And I, and I can't understand why uh, those companies are not price competitive like they are down in Madison. What, what is missing in the competition amongst, you know, various insurance companies here that, that somehow is at play down in Madison. I, I understand that there's uh, that greater public employee pool, but uh, uh, why aren't things competitive here? So our, and I like Kevin Wayne's too, it's a great question, Pete. Um, it doesn't, the insurance commissioner's office seems to think that the number of insurers is what, is what leads to lower prices. So we have a lot more insurers than most states and higher prices than most states. So the question is whether there's going to be competition mm -hmm. based on both cost and quality. And uh, for that to happen, it seems what you need is something more like the Madison situation where you have integrated health plans that are also part of, the, part of broader health systems. And if you lose business, if people choose one over the other, the, the, the providers, the doctors, the hospitals, the clinics also lose business and enough transparency so people basically understand what they're choosing and are basically able to make a consumer-style choice. And that's what seems to be happening in Madison with state employees but not happening in any other market we have in the, in the state. And it's a reason for trying to create, as we can in 2017, one large merged market. Uh, so that there's a lot more market leverage and so that uh, literally you, you, you lose market share and you lose profit 
both as a provider and as an insurer and as someone who runs a health plan uh, if you have higher cost and lower quality or other things that will drive consumers away from you. Obviously, consumers will pay more for better quality if, if that's really the relationship. So that's my take. Kevin, do you want to elaborate? And Kevin's background in economics. Uh, you want to elaborate a little on this? We, I do want to point out that we do believe that having a, a minimum, or, you know, a, a good number of insurance plans in an area is really important for competition. But there is a point where going beyond, say, four or five insurance companies in a different area really doesn't have a, a much larger impact on actually reducing the cost of health insurance. And Robert is right. A lot of the research coming back is saying that you have to not just have competition between insurance companies, but having this competition between integrated insurance, the integrated health systems where the provider and the insurance company are often owned by the same entity. Uh, so, for example, Marshfield and Security. Uh, right. But there's not – go ahead. No, he's pointing out he knows that they, they're both there. Oh, sure. Right. And uh, But Madison would have far more examples of that. Milwaukee wouldn't necessarily have as many. Wisconsin is one of the most number of integrated health systems in the country. But at the same time, while that's going to have some impact when you actually have health systems – competing against each other, that's clearly not the, the end-all, be-all, because we are we have more than most states, and yet we are more expensive than most. So it's got to be one part of, of, of a big change, a series of changes to health insurance, um, not just making the health systems uh, more competitive, health insurance companies more competitive, but actually having public policy that, that really tries to emphasize all of those to make it better for consumers overall. Uh, thanks for that question, Pete. And it suggests we should pay a lot of attention to what kind of market we're creating, and that's not really happening. Policymakers are not focused on that in Madison right now, and they and they need to be. Um, so, other questions from uh, reporters on the call. So, um, we are available uh, to dig in to particular regions or cities. Uh, the way it's on the front of our website, all report with the chart analysis graphs, et cetera, CisnactionWI.org or just Google Cisnaction Wisconsin. Uh, want to thank all the reporters uh, on the call that are still working Christmas week. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we're happy to help in any way we can uh, as, as you develop uh, coverage of this report. And we're happy to have been able to do this for 10 years running now uh, with our annual uh, cost ranking report. Thank you very much, and thank you, Kevin, uh, for joining me on the call. And a recording will be up shortly. A recording of this call will be up shortly. Yes, we'll have a recording in, in the media, in, in the news release. Thank you very much, everyone. Happy holidays.